Hey guys, it's Rich here from JFabe. Glad um, you could join us once again as we start doing a few more podcasts. We've recently changed how we record our podcast. Um, we are now experimenting with Discord, um, so there's lots of interesting things happening in that. Um, you'll find that this podcast sounds a bit different from our previous podcast. We're still getting to grips with it. There are a couple of audio um, inconsistencies. I will say one thing though, um, Discord has done a very good job of syncing up our audio better than we've been able to achieve previously in the past. Um, so hopefully you guys will be able to stick with us. Um, we're going to patch those holes um, that you might hear here and there um, over the next few weeks with our recording methods. But other than that, hope you guys are good and um, speak to you soon. See you on the flip side. You bought a tactical vest. Yeah. For what? Halloween. Oh, okay. Wait, Halloween. <laughs> wow, you are really looking forward to to October, mate. That is two months away. What's going on? It's just my mate Ash on my back. Like, we need to buy your stuff. It's, it's going to get too late. I'm just like, yeah, okay. And then I brought it okay. yesterday, and it came today. Wait, so what are you doing? <laughs> hey, uh, so what are you doing for Halloween? I mean, this may make the show because I'm recording now. So, what are you doing for Halloween? What's going on, man? Right, okay, so what's happening is there's three of us and we are dressing up as the house invaders in I want to say Last of Us but I don't think it is Last of Us it might be Last of Us Oh yeah, Last of Us 2 perhaps Let's let's do a little bit of a search Um, Do a little bit of a search Yeah, that's um, Right, okay House House Invaders Last of Us. Is it is it that one? No. Okay. Sorry, is there more to this story? Yeah, so basically we've all got masks on the rabbit. I forgot what the film's called, clearly. Oh um, I know the one. I know the one. Yeah. I'm the yeah. one that don't start, I'm the one that don't that doesn't die. Right. Um, and oh, I need to Exactly, and I need to buy a 3D printed um, fucking. Why can't I think of words? Words. That's good. Um, for those of you just joining us, that is called a mise en scene start. That's where we don't introduce. We just go straight in with a conversation. I'm teaching you literary devices. There, you are listening to um, the return of Jay Fabe. Gonna gonna throw in a showing light thing. Have you thought of that word yet, Jay? Crossbow, <laughs> a 3D printed crossbow. It's um, that was from The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, Walking Dead, show um, light. Gonna buy some boots and some combat trousers thing, and that's gonna be me looking like I'm gonna shoot up a school. Nice, um, nice. Of course, um, <laughs> Halloween is the one day where it is probably good to go out. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That is um that's true. It's like a one license day. Unless it's unless it's that year with the killer clowns. Uh, as we were discussing yesterday, Jay, I actually miss compared to this year. Um it has been one hell of a year. <laughs> yeah. that, year that year where the clowns tried to kill us is was much better. 
much fucking better than this. So, um, I don't think they killed anyone. <laughs> the um, coronavirus kind of did. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we are now in month seven hundred of um, the coronavirus pandemic. Um, it is the thirtieth of August, twenty twenty. Me and Jay are back from our hiatus. How are you, how are you feeling after our hiatus, Jay? Hey, Lloyd, the same as I did before we went on the hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> what are your feelings towards the wrestling industry since the hiatus? Is because uh, I'm kind of I've kind of gone beyond pure disgust, and I'm now just in kind of a watching it circle the drain kind of kind of mentality. I mean, there's good stuff, there's oh, bad cool. stuff, but it does mostly terrible mostly stinks of stinks of raw sewage, doesn't it? And, um, you know, people wrestling that shouldn't be on TV, let's, let's face it. Yeah, no, of course. Um, today we will, of course, be catching up on everything we've missed out. We will be looking at WWE, um, a company who routinely um, hires and continues to hire and put on TV um, people who are accused of um, paedophilic acts on the internet, um, ignoring such accusations in order to um, make profit. Um, only with the profitable ones, quite happy to um, sack the ones that they're not using, of course, um, so that they continue to look like moral, virtuous people. They've just had SummerSlam um, and also an NXT TakeOver. And this week, um, WWE, who again, might I add, um, continue to employ and protect people accused of attempted abuse of minors, um, are holding payback. Jay, you looking forward to payback? It's a bit soon, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a little bit soon, but then oh, that's what I thought that about. Film. That, that film's f- called You're Next. There you go. It's called You're Your Next. You're yeah. Next. Um, so we may sound a little bit different at the moment. We're, um, we're actually trialing our Discord server. We may be opening it up to either uh, My app's phone. not working. But Jay's time. app's not working. Um, Jay's going for a browser like a peasant. <laughs> Certainly if you're like one, Rich. Certainly if you're like one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Poverty. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also be talking about AEW, who were very, very quick to jump on um, Sammy Guevara and get him in the help that he needs for his um, slightly off-colour comment about Sasha Banks in the post-speaking now age, but are yet to publicly address Justin Roberts and the accusations levelled against him. Um, I think that's an interesting topic that we may talk about in the future, but for now, AEW, aren't they doing really well? AEW? Yeah, they're smashing it. You've got yeah. fans now. Well, I, I'm, I'm absolutely loving everything I've seen from AEW, bar the slightly uncomfortable feeling that um, appears in my stomach when um, Justin Roberts appears on TV. Uh, but yeah, no, all in all, quite quite happy with that. He doesn't and really course, appear on TV anymore. He kind of does the announcements not in the ring. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't really focus on his face quite as much um, because... You know, much like um, if they can't see him, it didn't happen, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, <laughs> that's pretty much how it works. Um, or, or if they can't see him for long enough, and then you reintroduce him with a with a perm and make him a heel, um, as as WWE have found with um, Velveteen Dream, then all the fans are like, "Oh no, well, 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 it's absolutely fine." But I, we should probably move on from the New Japan Wrestling. <laughs> 
what they say? Yeah, no. No, but the Fortune Dream thing is like, or well, WWE's investigated it, so they've told us no, he's not a pedophile, it's okay. Like, no, they're just uh, yeah, sweeping yeah, under the rug. Yeah. WWE are known as bastions of virtue, what with um, the current head of their philanthropy division once comparing the 9-11 tragedies to the time when her father was indicted for steroid abuse and selling steroids to stars illegally. Um, Anyway, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling um, have seemingly avoided controversy um, by not featuring any people who are accused of rape or molestation. Um, and Unless also, it's an advert. Yeah, yeah. There's the adverts for Will Osprey, which are appearing. Although, I don't know. That's he didn't uh, actually. He didn't rape actually. Yeah, no. Well, he was accused. Allegedly, covered it up. Um, obviously. Um, I think he's kind of admitted it. I mean. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Uh, well, that's well. Yeah. No. That's that's in that case. Then yeah. But I mean, he admitted it in English. So. You know, it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't count in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what it just is. Like, um, just that. like all of those, just like all of those numerous um, crimes against humanity that Saudi Arabia, one of the um, leading um, leading financial interests in WWE, they committed all of their um, atrocities and murdered all of those children in Yemeni marketplaces using phosphorus, which burns directly through the flesh and is known to also burn bones. Um, they did that entirely in Arabic. So how would WWE to know? Aren't pigs better? You know, do Sorry? That? I don't know. Let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right. So... Um, <laughs> The soapbox aside, obviously this is a wrestling podcast, so we kind of have to have to either stop doing the podcast or start doing the podcast and um, acknowledging Not these things about moving on. So, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I got very tired of not talking about wrestling. I must admit, um, during this time, but um, uh, right then, let's start with WWE who systematically um, continue to hire people who have been accused of, bu- of abuse, providing they are profitable. Um, so what have you, you felt about their, um, what have you felt about their product recently? That I mean, the best thing on CB Ridge. So first of all, I mean, our, we talked yesterday about um, while we were, while we were catching up and setting up your technicals for, um, appearing on our brand new discord server please please keep an eye on twitter because once we prove this as a concept we will be um inviting people in to start viewing this live and um you know getting getting a bit more involved get a bit be in the 21st century in the 21st century jay i don't live there really yeah i live in 2003 Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Is this a Taz thing? <laughs> no, this is just a me thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair play. Fair play. Um, so, <clears throat> WWE obviously have um, had quite a few pay per views recently. What's uh, let's let's start with the um, let's start with the elephant in the room. Um, well, the elephant that isn't related to um, the systematic covering up of sexual abuse within your locker room. That's pointing um, right now. Let's let's the Thunderdome. I'm talking about. What are your <laughs> thoughts on the th- Thunderdome? Uh, I don't mind the Thunderdome. 
I quite like being able to see people's faces on the screens, even if it is Kenny Omega. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Or, <laughs> KKK. Um, or a member of the KKK. <laughs> or, um, yeah, of course, um, uh, signs that just say Fire Velveteen Dream. Um, not sure what they've got against them. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, I suppose it is a bit different. Um, I... I'm always reminded of um, season one, episode two of Black Mirror, um, 15 million credits, um, where um, that guy whose name I can never pronounce, um, who's an actor um, and a very good one, um, he (laughs) he ends up on a version of um, basically the X Factor um, or American Idol um, for our our US listeners, um, where effectively um, the audience are represented by Xbox 360 style avatars and not actually in attendance, um, but they're in fact um, cast on giant screens. Um, And of course, it's a... um, it's really a bit of a treatise on media control, which brings me on to my next point, I suppose. Um, so my concern about Thunderdome um, is the fact that obviously the implication is that they're they're somehow mixing um, the reactions of their of their videotape of their videoed audience um, into the into the crowd noise. They're not. Um, I mean, you can palpably tell they're not by the simple fact that um, Randy Orton um, got booed rather than the usual size of indifference that he gets whenever he plays a heel um, at a normal pay-per-view, um, which they were quite happy to kind of jam that boo button quite often, but you notice that they they yet to pull the trigger on pressing that boo button um, when Roman Reigns is in the ring um, in the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, did notice that, even though he clearly healed it up. But like I think I said to you in the conversation that we had, he... Use the chair on Braun, who is the heel at the moment. So it's all sort of up in the air. Yeah, I think they're not quite sure what they've got at this stage um, with Roman Reigns. He's he um, a Heyman guy now, though. He is a Heyman guy, which um, honestly, I, I, I actually feel might be one of the best places for a guy like Roman at the moment. Um, for those of mm. you who have not really caught up on any of this, um, at SummerSlam, after The Fiend um, defeated um, Braun Strowman in order to take the um, Blue Universal title from him. Was it the Blue Universal? Blue Universal title, it was indeed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in order to take the Blue Universal title off him, um, Roman Reigns then appeared out of nowhere, um, confusing us all um, with the fact that he wasn't wearing his um, signature um riot vest his signature jay halloween costume as it were um and was instead wearing a t-shirt with a very brock lesnar-esque slogan on it um and yeah he speared the life out of everyone and um started talking trash like um like he remembered that he was an uso yeah or a tonga yeah um, I, I, he really did look quite a bit like Tamatonga, didn't he? Or, yeah, he reminded yeah. me of Tamatonga a lot when he was yeah. here. Yeah, he really did, um, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing um, because I've always said that as far as heel tag teams go, um, him in a three in a three man tag team um, with um, the Tonga brothers, God, um, kind of be like 
bit of a dream for me, um, just in regards to how well they can do that. In fact, make them a five-person stable with the Usos, and um, yep. you're pretty much yeah. printing money, aren't you? You're printing money yeah. at that stage. So it's just one of those situations where just not everybody's um, been in the same room at the same time. But it would be the ultimate kind of heel faction and made up of two of the most um, iconic Samoan um, fact- um, families um, in the history of wrestling. They would probably start as a heel faction, but they'll, they'll fastly move into a face faction and make a load of money. Yeah, they really would. They really would. Um, I I think that this could actually be the turning point for Roman Reigns um, in a good way, um, providing that they handle it right. My concern is WWE trying to cash in way too early on that badass factor. Um, Because, I mean, that's the the draw, right? Is um, Roman Reigns, he has the build of a badass. He has the attitude of a badass. Um, if he's not smiling for the camera and look and saying things like "suffering succotash," um, he's he's got everything. I mean, that's like a few that. years ago now. Well, it's, it's very hard to forget, <laughs> you know. Uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things where. Yeah, wreck everyone um, and leave. That's the thing. It's on his t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those things where I feel that providing they don't pull the trigger on trying to face him up too soon, um, like they did with, for instance, Daniel Bryan during his monster heel run, um, which kind of just deflated that completely. Um, Braun Strowman in his seemingly um, back and forth face and heel turns, which have never quite done Made anything. Any yeah, they've never done anything that actually be of severe dre- detriment to his character and his momentum. Um, he is the new big show. I think he's getting there. Very, he's getting very close. Unless, unless they do some consistent booking throughout a year with Braun Strowman, rather than because um, someone like Dolph Ziggler, it's fairly easy to just kind of have him fit in where he needs to fit in and just keep him as this kind of permanent. Is he a baby face? Is he a heel kind of? Oh, okay. Well, for this feud, he's a face, and for this feud, he's a heel kind of thing that they do with him, the likes of the Mears and um, Randy Orton, pretty much anybody who's um, anybody whose personality kind of could be summed up um, by listing the ingredients for um, a pack of white bread. Um, you know those type of wrestlers. They're usually fine, but Braun Strowman is kind of seven foot six or whatever. You know, he's he's a big fucker. Like he's hard to just move around and just be like, oh no, he was always like this, and and people not to notice those gaping inconsistencies. So, um, I'm hopeful with someone like Roman Reigns that they can actually stay consistent with him, providing he is still a heel at WrestleMania and booked as a heel. I think we could actually have finally got him to be that potentially hot property that Vince McMahon's always wanted him to be. But then we've been saying to turn him heel for, for years, and that is what's going to get him over. I mean, Definitely. why pull the trigger now? Um, I think that is a very good question. Um, I mean, I mentioned yesterday... So ages ago. Yeah, they definitely could. I think... Um, and with all the teasers of Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, when Roman Reigns was against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. They could have done it then. They could have done the switch. Like, again, like the big show versus Brock Lesnar, they could have done it with Roman Reigns, but this time it would have been more over. 
It's true, it would, although... As you know, they're not massive fans of of, of performing the same action, tw- performing the same storyline twice. Oh um, no, they never do that. No, I mean, um, WWE oh, it's always new going on there. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. WWE are always known for um, doing the innovation. Yeah, yeah, no, it is that innovation. It is just that that yeah. that unbridled innovation that is to be. Um, <laughs> so that's one of the. <laughs> So that's that's kind of the big story insofar as the WWE, um, at, at least inside the ropes and within the WWE universe and product. Um, I suppose the big story outside of it at the moment is, of course, the Mandy Rose affair. Um, uh, Mandy Rose and... Um, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville, there we go. Um, and the kidnap attempt against them, um, which occurred... Wasn't left- it just against Sonya Deville? Um, so it, it was against Sonia Deville, although Mandy Rose was um, visiting her house. Present. Right, okay. yeah. Um, so obviously now... Breaking that cave. Jim Cornette's going to be done in his near grave. Um, Jim Cornette already is. Jim Cornette has publicly gone out and said that both of them should be fined and fired for breaking kayfabe by visiting each other's house. Um, and I think nowadays wrestlers do that all the time. So yeah, I kind of it's not as important as it used to be. Yeah, i I would like um, I would like Jim Cornette to um break kayfabe by not being a complete and utter cunt. <laughs> I don't think he's got it in him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has either. Um, I think the only even though his podcast is quite enjoyable to listen to. His podcast is incredibly enjoyable to listen to, um, I find, to be fair to him. I like that, um, I like that he, is, he has one of the most... He has one of the most... The well, yeah, it's an intricate wrestling mind, definitely. It's very traditional. But I more like him for, because he's a fascinating character um, as a human being because he is incredibly archaic. Um, in how he approaches the wrestling business, but incredibly progressive politically. And he lets both of those things be known um, quite often. So as a result, you end up with... I, th- I, actually, think that, I actually think that Jim Cornette is a Rodolph Linkler. <laughs> what? <laughs> he is the combination of the progressiveness of the traditional... Um, understanding of Abraham Lincoln combined with the complete oh, Abraham Lincoln. Okay, Abradolf Linker, Linkler. He is Abraham Lincoln combined with Adolf Hitler. Right. <laughs> That's what he That's is. That's where I got confused. I was about to be like, "Who is this person? <laughs> What's going on?" I got, I got, I got. You're, you're on. You're, you're a co-host on the only sci-fi themed podcast about wrestling. <laughs> In the world, and you don't know about Abradolf Linkler. Have you just? We did you have your head in the sand for the first season of Rick and Morty? <laughs> I guess so. Wow, <laughs> I don't remember that at all. At all. Uh, it was in the final episode of um, season one. Um, it was. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Um, Abradolf Linkler was the robot that Rick built that was meant to be the perfect combination of um, progressivism with. Um, with um, political mobility, um, but unfortunately, uh, yeah. just became a very confused man. Um, uh, yeah. Very much like, um, <laughs> very much like, whatever his name is, Jim Cornette. He wears a tactical vest. <laughs> um, 
He does wear a tactical vest, yes. Um, which maybe maybe that's who you should go to um, go for your Halloween thing for. Fuck the fuck the idea for that third rate movie. Go as go as a, go as a Bradolf Linkler. I mean, I've got the tactical vest for it. I might as well. He's got a hat. Yeah, exactly. Well, just, keep, uh, the ta- keep the tactical vest forever, and you can actually do different. You can actually go as different people every year. Because everyone wears a tactical vest. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you just keep it for your Halloween costumes, there are so many popular characters who have wore tactical vests. You know, how much did your tactical vest cost you, by the way? About thirty. I'm thinking. I'm thinking for a friend. Thirty-six quid. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. He will really. um, And where did you get that from? (laughs) Amazon. Cool. Cool. Um, Does it come with like? um, Is it how? What kind of bullets does it? Well, bullets. What kind of what kind of bullets does it um, stop you from being hit by? Absolutely none. Oh, yeah, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be um, viable for my my friend's use. Um, then, um, moving on. Exactly <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> oh, dearie. I've got it out. It looks all right though. Okay, nice. Um, I'd show you, but I'm on a browser. Yeah, you're on a browser, so you can't actually show me. Um, of course, eventually when we do when we do get all of this hooked up and working, um, I mean we're still in the same JFA place, um, and we're still in the JFA, same JFA place um, as that you would normally expect. That's anchor.fm forward slash JFA. Also available on Stitcher, Spotify, um, Apple iTunes, whatever. Um, all of those usual places where you can find us. Might might do YouTube. Um, Spotify, yeah, Jay, Jay, Jay mentioned that. There's, there's Pocket Cast, um, Stitcher, yeah, there's all sorts. Overcast, Overcast, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Radio Public. Um, pretty much, pretty much any, any, anywhere where you can find good podcasts, um, we will probably um, we'll be there. Uh, yeah, about, about page, about page sixteen or seventeen, if you search in wrestling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just type in JFABE and we'll just yeah, you could you could you could type in JFABE that's spelled um, J F A B E. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, we'll we'll all be there. Of course, the funny thing is, if if you're listening to this, you already know that. That's true. <laughs> Give us a subscribe and a review, though. They mean they mean loads. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're going to just remain there, and we're going to carry on doing our thing. Um, so that's but but what we will be doing is. Um, once we get all this, all this, all this technical sorted, we'll be inviting guests. Um, we have, we actually have um, a special guest um, who may be appearing relatively soon, um, providing that our, our talks go well with him, and that should be very exciting stuff. Um, and also, um, we will start producing this podcast live um, and allowing people into the chat room to. Are we going to know the name of the person who will be joining us? Um, I I don't know. Are we able to announce that at this stage, Jay? Uh, as you're the you're the guy negotiating this. Um, I think we'll hold off for another week. We'll, we can announce it. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, hold up. I mean, week. we are talking about somebody who has um been in the ring with um superstars such as yep, yep, um Matt Riddle who recently entered controversy which i'm not even going to touch with a barge pole because no rampage one was going on there rampage brown and of course Zack saber jr Joseph Con- yeah that, that as well Joseph and Connors. Joseph Connors. yeah 
Um, so yeah, there is um, there is a lot of interesting stories potentially um, coming from um, this this person in question. So we are we are totally excited. Um, Jay is especially excited because he's been getting drunk with this person recently and thoroughly enjoying himself. I believe is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds like a sounds like a blast. Um, so yeah, we have we have that going on. Obviously, we want maybe you can to come be- next time, Rich. Come with us I, and we drink. I, I may very well may. I recently, um, so I've started branching out post lockdown. Um, so I've now um, I've been to the pub twice. Nice. Which one yeah, did you go yeah. to? Um, Beef eater on both occasions. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Um, so I might start branching out a bit further. Um, I've also been to KFC twice. And a couple of weeks ago, I um, left my house to not go to a drive-through. So that was that was nice. I went for a little walk. That is good. Glad you're getting out of the house, mate. Yeah. Well, it's, I spend uh, most of my time working, so <laughs> I, I, you know, because I I have a I have a job, so yeah. And and I have those things as well. If you live in your office, then what's the fucking point of going out? Am I right? That's the whole point of going out, because <laughs> you're living in your office. Well, I think we've, we see lockdown on different, different... Yeah, I think we... Uh, yeah, for me, it's like, oh, lockdown, that's really convenient, um, was pretty much my reaction. <laughs> you know? um, I, I think, actually, um, there, were, there was a day where I, I actually worked from home the day before lockdown, because I knew it was coming, and was like, oh, if I just... If I, well, actually, the truth was was that um, I had shed loads to celebrate um, the fact that I'd just come back off my holiday on the Monday, and then ended up um, ended up eating too much pasta, and then on Tuesday there was no way I was catching a bus because <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a f- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like that's like a full hour um, of risk there. Like, so I was being mitigant. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling they've had an interesting couple of months um, have you yeah how, how, on, how on point have you been with New Japan um, I've watched Summer, Summer Struggle I uh, watched the recent one last night and uh, yeah, I that, watch it strong every week excellent excellent um, I've not been watching strong um, so for those of you not familiar with New Japan as a pro- as, as, um, or its current state of affairs as a product, um, just going to point out that Chase Owens, yes, Chase Owens went over PJ Black in the last one in the main event. Wow. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that is um, a bit of a strange. And Kevin I, Kelly was like, he'd been wrestling since he was a teenager. So why is he so bad? <laughs> Who Chase Owens? Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're not a big fan of Chase Owens, are you at all? No, I think you like him, don't you? You think he's, um, he's quite a solid, solid. He's a solid worker for sure. But yeah, I, I, I don't see him as, as I don't see him as maybe having as much charisma as a um, Dolph Ziggler, but or I mean, a piece of toast. Cert- <laughs> but I certainly see him on on like a um, Barry Horowitz level of of charisma. He's he's called the crown jewel. Is he the crown jewel of a shanty town? Well, I don't, I, I, well, I don't, I don't know. You see, I think that's fairly apt because the um, calling yourself the crown jewel means you, you're you're like 
top tier bullet club and he's well, clearly when when, when I think of Crown Jewel <laughs> in wrestling, what I think of is um a slightly embarrassing and underwhelming affair. Um <laughs> was it called Blood Money One? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> which um, which those who are involved with um, don't wish to fully associate themselves with on a professional or personal level. Um, that's that's how I think of a crown jewel. So, it, in in many ways, Chase Owens is actually ticking those boxes. To be fair, completely disagree. <laughs> Let's move on from Chase Owens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for those of you not familiar with um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, wrestling's current state of affair, um, maybe you um, decided since they stopped um, doing live wrestling for a while that you'd, you'd cancel the subscription. Now is a, is a biblically good time to get involved again because they are producing, um, they, they produced an absolute donker of a tournament with their Japanese contingent um, over... Um, well, it was um, the um, J Cup, was it? New Japan Cup, that was it. Um, so yeah. they did really well with the New Japan Cup, um, which went from empty arenas um, up until the final, um, just before Dominion, that was um, had, had great storylines and had really, really good pacing, really, really well put together, consistent storytelling throughout. And, of course, the finale was in front of an audience um, of... Um, 10 to 20 percent of the capacity of um, the um, of the arenas where they were which was good um, then of course they've done the three-person tag tournament as well um, the storytelling in that was great with um, with a potential implosion for a very very big faction um, as the finale um, the storyline of which carried on into um, the summer struggle um, special event, as it were, which occurred at um, a baseball stadium yesterday. So while they've been inviting um, in Japanese members of the Japanese public to witness um, these fairly decent matches that they've been having in stadiums um, because the Japanese government um, have been listening to science and not being complete enough to fucking retards. Um, don't at me, bro. Um, <laughs> they've, they've been having consistently good matches all the way through the card. It's not been like, oh, and skip yeah. the first yeah. four um, matches. It's, they've been consistent. They have been consistently great. Um, in the meantime, um, in empty studios across the pond, the American contingent, people like Kenta, um, people, I mean, I know he's not American, but he is in America. He, he resides in America. Lives, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, of course, um, Chase Owens, along with the Tongas, etc., have been recording in an empty studio, um, a weekly show called um, New Japan Strong, which means that effectively you've got New Japan running um, three promotions, um, if you take the Lionsgate project as well, um, yeah. concurrently, um, and three storylines that are, that are playing into those factions as well. So all in all, they've, they've, they've been pretty much handling this, this pandemic better than anyone else. As far as I'm concerned, like yeah, um, anyone that can't make TV that made a TV show for them, but it's genius. Yeah. So instead Uh, of having off TV, they're still in the forefront in Japanese market and also the U S market. 
Yeah, um, and it's it's been really well well put together. To and the UK honest. market. Yeah, I, I haven't watched much Strong, so I don't know if you want to continue to cover Strong um, because I've been watching the Japanese stuff pretty much religiously since they came um, back on air. Um, but either way, um, really, really enjoying um, New Japan's output at the moment. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's been really, really quite something. Um, what so so think- it's Strong, it's a small uh, venue. It's a mm. ring. I mean, um, do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, NXT at Full Sail University when WWE's touring. Okay. Um, just obviously without the audience, but in the actual yeah. scope of the thing and the feel of the production in comparison to the main line product. I was thinking more FCW because of, of how small mm. it is. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, we are talking studio here, aren't we? Yeah, it is a studio. Um, yeah, Kevin Kelly has guest commentators every week, but you, you get people coming in like Flip Gordon and yeah. Brody King from ROH as well, and PJ Black from ROH. So you're seeing those, you're seeing that seeing that partnership build again with them too, because obviously it disbanded. Yeah, um, I mean that's very, that's very satisfying. Is um, is seeing seeing those things come together? Um, I mean because there there has been that kind of distance especially since the um implosion of um well since AEW um formed off the back of the elite um kind of new japan's relationships with um other companies have been sporadic i think it's easy to say isn't it yeah say so but they've done well building bullet back up very yeah. well they have um i mean it's very interesting um is of course the story of evil who recently um who recently left um los incognables de hepon um and joined the bullet club um in an amazing um turn of events um, so what i don't uh, get is what did you sonata sonata is a better singles wrestler um, than evil. i don't but his name's I, evil so it kind of fits but <laughs> um, I, I, I think you're thinking of this like a WWE fan where there's no long-term planning um, and it's just Vince McMahon going off. His, I don't think that's what's happened. I think the story... Well, no, it's not was, because obviously he... Gato has stories in mind two years and in fact, so obviously this has been exactly. for a very, very long time. I mean, the story of evil is the story of a man who um, came back from Mexico with a failed Naito um, form Los Incognibles Hijapon, um, and then slowly watched as Bushi, um, as Bushi, Kenta Kabashi, um, the Time Bomb guy, whatever his name is, and um, Takahashi. Taka- there we go, Hiromu. Sorry about that. And um, that guy whose name you've just mentioned at the very start. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Sonado, there That's we go. Sonado. There's also yeah, the that, dragon. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that was um Kabashi, I think, was it? No. 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 What's his name? Oh, never mind. I, I, I don't I I've spent days watching New Japan. I I really should be able to remember all these names, but I'm just drawing a blank now. Um anyway, um but the story of evil is Shingo, he, um, Shingo Takagi, thank you. Um so the story of um evil is that he came in with um 
with Tetsuya Naito when Tetsuya Naito returned after his first failed singles run um, and went off to Mexico to find himself, comes back with Evil. Evil is his number two guy and then slowly watches over the course of four or five years every single one of these other people who are joining um, Los Incognables slowly outdo him in the singles in the singles arena. Um, obviously, you have um, obviously you have Hiromu, um doing so well in Super Juniors. You have um, many people considering um, Sonada as being um, the the um, breakout Shawn Michaels star of his um, championship pairing with him. Um, and you know this goes on with um, Shingo and um, Shingo's. Um, the controversy that surrounds Shingo coming in from um, all Japan um, and Noah and completely changing up his style to work um, in new Japan. All of a sudden evil has gone from champion. Exactly. (laughs) Evil has gone from over the the course of those five years to being a second in command in one of the hottest properties to enter new Japan in years, um, not including chaos and the bullet club, obviously. Um, to becoming basically considered the lowest, um, the lowest on the rung of of the kind of six people who are in that faction, and he's slowly grown more and more, kind of um, more and more inconsequential in the single scene. And then all of a sudden, he comes into he comes into um, the New Japan Cup post lockdown, and he is injuring people actively, injuring his opponents. Um, using very, very um, controversial tactics, tactics that tactics that are not in alignment with um, Los Incognables and how they work. Um, very, very different tactics, but it finds success with his with his constant cheating, his constant using the ring, uh, using the um, outside of the the ring and other such things that Los Incognables, a group of people who usually um, would be about the purity of the form of the work, um, it, it it manages to propel him up by by almost going against their ethos until in the final moments, Tetsu Unito is there to reluctantly, but begrudgingly congratulate the man who will be challenging him the following night. And that's when he drops the bullet. That to me, that is long term storytelling. Um, and the, the only person who they could have told that story with would have been evil. Um, so from, from my perspective, congratulations to new Japan pro wrestling, because, um, it's, it's kind of kind of, I mean, are we okay to spoil what happened yesterday? Should we spoil what happened yesterday? I, I think, think it's what happened yesterday. Well, if you if you're waiting to watch that, pause it, watch it. Um, this, um, but with Evil then having given up five years worth of friendship to enter the Bullet Club to have that title run, he loses it on his first defense um, to a challenging rematching um, to a challenging rematching Tetsu Unito, and now he is this character in effectively a foreign land in his in 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 a stable that he that he betrayed everything he knew to join as a failed fallen experiment where Jay White Kenta the Tongas that massive power vacuum that he filled 
is soon going to be filled again with people who used to be his enemy and who will see him as somebody who failed when he had all of the light shining on him, failed to defend the Bullet Club against one of its greatest enemies, Tetsu Unito. I This story is not over. And for me, it's one of the most interesting and well-told stories in wrestling at the moment. Um, Jay, thoughts on that? <laughs> well, definitely painted a picture there, Rich. There you um, go. Yes. There you, go. you get that on J-Fave, yeah. mate. You get that on J-Fave. That's what I we do. I did not expect you to um, come out with all that information, to be fair. Um, so, yeah. So, he could end up with no faction. He, he could, could end up with no faction. Throwing out he Bullet could, Club. He should just he be on his own. Yeah. Would LIJ well, pick him back up again and forgive him? Or would he just have to do it by himself? That's, that's the question. Or could he just end up... He thought he was going to be the leader of the Bullet Club. Could the next year, two years of his, of his career be entirely based around him trying to hold on to that power that he could never quite keep? It's for me. Or could he try and take over LIJ? Well, potentially. There's so many potential ways that this story could go. But, I mean, from Gato's perspective and these guys, I mean, it's also, it could be seen as a failure on them for recruiting somebody who just couldn't hang with Tetsu Unito. So, for me, this is this isn't over and then you've got the um and then you've got the problems with chaos as well um obviously toriano yesterday um defeating akada um with a low blow in order to win a torn uh, oh, yeah. in order to win a <laughs> fatal four way that akada came up with um the wasn't, it, wasn't, wasn't a triple threat it was a four way um it's just oh. you didn't really count toriano because who would <laughs> toriano <laughs> Carter, Leonardo, who was the fourth? Um, I don't know. There was definitely a fourth. Genuinely don't know who it was. The Invisible Man. <laughs> of course, um, it could be The Invisible Man. Um, I've recently been um, fortunate enough to witness um, one of the greatest matches um, ever to grace the indie scene, um, which definitely Google this. Um, I would strongly recommend it because it is my watch of the week. And this was going to be my watch of the week before Jay made that reference. I'm of course referring to the invisible man versus invisible Stan. Um, search that up on YouTube. Gotta wish, watch out for that one. That is in my opinion, one on of the better. Stormer. It is an absolutely incredible. It's, it's two brothers. Um, telling a story. Um, Joey, Joey Janela. Yeah, yeah. It's two um, in Joey Janela's. In Joey Janela. Yeah, just just a really great match. Just a really great match. Thoroughly enjoyed every single step of it. Um, we may actually invite um, the Invisible Man or his evil brother, Invisible Stan, onto the show at some point in the future. So um, let's find this card for summer struggle um yeah move it moving on from new japan pro wrestling of course well anything else you want to say about new japan pro wrestling i mean obviously there was the great match between shingo takagi um oh el desperado was the fir- was the fourth man 
Oh, right, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was, yeah. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Told you. Um, you it's, really hard. it's really hard, though, with El Desperado, because he's so similar to Bushi in his presentation. Do you is get he, that? He's from Suzuki, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is. Um, yeah. And okay. he, I think because he's in... He's the lower tier of it. Yeah, I think because he's a lower yeah. tier in what is effectively the lower tier of the factions as well, because, I mean, let's not let's not beat around the bush. No offense to Suzuki-gun, but them and Leon Leon Cobra... You can't say it. Now I can't say it. You've passed it on, mate. Um, them and LIJ are considered kind of the lower tier two factions out of the out of the four big ones um, in New Japan as far as I'm concerned. Chaos has been taken a back seat. I would say LIJ have obviously moved into the forefront because of evil, so they're like the two top factions at the moment, I would say. And Chaos yeah, is taking a back yeah. seat. I mean I would say now, yeah. Um, that's fair. But um definitely for me though, El Desperado and Bushi really do kind of strike very similar. <laughs> so it's very easy to overlook one or the other um because of that presentation issue. Um so is it yeah, the same person? We just don't know. Is it? Both wear masks. Could um, be. So the other thing I think that, <laughs> that's really, really vital for us to um, talk about before we move on to um, AEW um, is um, probably NXT TakeOver 30. Um, have the TakeOvers for you. Where are the te- current TakeOvers sitting? Um, as far as so, if Takeover Thirty, this is like big thing, and it wasn't mm. a big thing for me. It just it was okay. I mean, it was slightly better than an episode of NXT. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't Takeover Caliber that you've seen before. Yeah, I was. I was thinking that. I. I, I mean, I felt that obviously. Um, you get Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher, and that is it's a Finn Balor match ultimately. Um, definitely has potential to be the best match on the card. May or may not be the best match on the card, depending on how much time has been given. In this case, they were given 13 and a half minutes, and generally, the it was, day it was you a good, 13 and a half minutes. Yeah, it was a good Quite match. Well. It was a good match. Um, so much so that had the call been had the had the um card been any different probably would have been further up the card, I think. Um, then, of course, you've got the ladder match, which I know you are a particular fan of ladder matches. I like to throw ladders into everything, but this was not a good ladder match. They had the spots. It just didn't seem mm-hmm. cohesive. It didn't seem well, like it focused. I mean, I did enjoy watching um, absolutely everybody in the ring stiff Velveteen dream. Um, I mean that was quite funny. I, I definitely go back and watch um, people not pull punches on Velveteen Dream. I know that he's got a lot of heat in the back, in the locker room um, because people have been sacked for less. Um, yeah, Adam um, Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole, Pat McAfee. Gotta say, quite surprised by Pat. He's always been training quite hard because put on a decent match. Mm. Yeah, um, I, because his I mean, psychology was quite good in the ring as well. He was able to perform a Canadian destroyer. I mean, yeah, quite well. Pretty landed, pretty decent than a lot of other wrestlers I've seen. But so yeah, that moved all him, and he performed it very well. 
yeah, I mean, I think it's um, I think it's interesting. I am hoping that I am hoping that this isn't a one and done. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it should be a one and done in regards to Adam Cole. But I'm hoping Pat McAfee um, isn't just a one and done. I would like to see him again um, in some capacity, um, rather than. But yeah, hopefully that, he is if, in yeah. the development and. Yeah, I mean, it, if, that, if that is his only, if that is his only televised match, um, considering he only had a month to train for it, apparently. Um, all in all, we will see him in the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame next year. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, he was, was alright. <laughs> he really was. Um, I, it frustrates you, me you sometimes. Can promo, you can talk. Yeah, he really can. He really can't. I mean, it, when he does talk, he does sound slightly like Badger off Breaking Bad. But all in all, no, I think um, I think I was pleasantly surprised by Pat McAfee. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm amazed by um, I'm amazed by the because I mean this on this show on this very show we said that was work when this all kicked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and. Um, I'm amazed at sometimes by the internet, internet wrestling in this, um, community with how that was real. No, that's not a work at all. Is that- yeah. It's like, it's like, it's blatantly <laughs> a work. I mean, you got, it amazes me that for a group of people who pride themselves on knowing what's going on, how many of them are complete and utter marks for this shit. Like <laughs> if you think somebody, if you think somebody of Adam Cole's caliber in Adam, who has been in Adam Cole's position, for as long as Adam Cole has working for the biggest wrestling company and one of the biggest media companies in the world is incapable of, of holding in his anger for five minutes on a fucking podcast for a fucking, uh, then you've got another thing coming like these, these people very rarely, very rarely, get shoot angry on television. Um, and in fact, the reason that, um, the reason that the two major incidences of people getting angry with, with people interviewing them in the case of Vader in South Africa, um, back in the nineties. And of course the famous Dr. What's his face, um, thing from, um, on 60 minutes, um, his name completely escapes me. They did an episode of, um, dark side of the ring on it this year. You know the guy? Talking about Dr. Death. No. People um, in Brawl for All. No. Um, I'm talking about. Something else. I am talking about. Please bear with me. Um, David Schultz. Right, okay. Um, David Schultz, um, season two, episode seven, Dark Side of the Ring, um, was asked to talk to a reporter at Madison Square Garden um, who was working for 60 Minutes, and um, he asked him if he was real, and he slapped him in the face and was later fired. Um, so, yeah, I mean... The guy that was texting the business at the time because kayfabe was still a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Vince McMahon actively asked him to go out and do it and then sacked him later because... Um, the guy, um, the guy for sixty minutes made a massive fuss about it and tried to prosecute. And him. then, and then told everyone that wrestling was fake. 
yeah, and then told everyone that the rest of them was fake. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the two instances where that has happened of recent memory, and when I say recent memory, we're now going back 30 or 40 years. Like, the reason that we still talk about these things is because they are so fucking rare. Adam Cole is yeah. a consummate professional. There is no fucking chance that was in any, by any stretch of the med- imagination, a fucking shoot at all and any of these any of these anybody who thought for a second that was a shoot is a fucking mark i'll say you're a fucking mark come on you know that's mark though definitely a mark (laughs) yeah no that is that is mark level stupidity um if i'm utterly honest but you know we said it we called it you know this jfabe is the place where you'll be able to where you'll be able to um, figure what is real and what is not. So, you know, we, we oh, have a, Jeff Hardy going to the Intercontinental title scene. And lo and behold, he's now the champion. Hmm. Exactly. exactly. We, we call everything on here. We just call yeah. it. We really do. We really do. We, we, we have got... We've Not got to toot our own horns or anything. We, we do yeah, call yeah, we are well. the best. We are totally the best. <laughs> not to We're totally the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, that was that was NXT. I think WWE are doing a fairly okay job, apart from the um, continued... Um, apart from the continued hiring and employment of... Um, Pedophiles, but the continued hiring and employment of people who we haven't spoken about Karen Cross beating um, Keith Lee potentially for the NXT championship, which so, he did, which yeah, makes Keith I mean, Lee a right. Keith Lee transitional champion. Yeah, he went to the main roster, but what was the point? So I think I think the kind of for me at least, and I saw this with Chris Jericho as well. Um, and I think this is, I think Chris Jericho probably sums it up the best um, in the documentary about Chris Jericho available on the WWE Network. Um, but th- they knew he was going to be a transitional champion, but they made him a combined champion, the first ever. The first ever think- double champion, but he's not the first ever double champion because Adam Cole is. He's the first ever North American champion and. NXT yeah. Um, so it was the first. It was the first ever, as it were, unified champion, wasn't he? Yeah. Guess so. Yeah. So from that perspective, um, very often when WWE or, or wrestling companies as a whole, Tetsuya Unito being another great example, um, when when there is going to be that level of controversy over the length of somebody's run, um, or in the case of Tetsuya Unito, it was it was a case of the the delay. Um, the delay that he faced in the fight that he had to get to that first world title. Um, they'll very often sweeten the deal by making them the first of something. And in this case with Keith Lee, he will be the first forever in that sense. Yeah, no, it will go down in history books as he'd be the first forever, but he relinquished the North American title to have for a ladder match. And then he lost on his first defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's obvious that this was all part of the call. Um, I, I think it holds merit. I think it definitely holds Not really. Merit. Yeah, in the history books, it will say he was this, but he's not successfully defended any of them. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't successfully defended either of them. And Well, the North American Championship, they did. He was 
I think he, no, actually, he got the belt and then he went straight into a few with mm. Adam Cole. So, yeah, no, he didn't, any of them. But it's looking like he may be going into the title picture straight away, the movie title picture. Mm. So, there is that, hopefully, maybe. I mean, that's the only way to recoup it, really. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, all in all, um, one of those one of those things I, I i think he will i i don't know mate i i, th- I think they um i think they made a big enough fuss of him that he didn't necessarily need a long nxt run um i mean it was never going to be as long as adam cole's anyway may as well rip that may as well rip that plaster off as soon as possible um it was a combined title which you know, yeah, granted, he didn't successfully defend it, but then Sasha Banks has never successfully defended um, a women's championship on the main roster um, at a pay-per-view. You know, it's it's one of those things, I think, where this was the best we were going to get. That was the moment that we were going to get. Um, it does seem a little bit quick, but, I mean, if Keith Lee is going to the main roster and it looks like they are wanting to pull the trigger on that. So um, can't wait to see him commentate, manage somebody and then leave the business forever. Um, but because that's what you do when you go to the main roster after working for NXT, right? Yeah. You just uh, get injured and come to. Yeah. yeah. But Samoa um, Joe is pretty good. Samoa Joe is, um, I mean, I, I actually heard somebody recently say that he was um, he was like Taz with legitimacy, which kind of sums up his whole wrestling career, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wow. I love Samojo. Um, He's fucking yeah, yeah. Always been good in the ring. Well. Always been good on on promos. Proved himself that he's, he's good on commentating. Like, is there anything Samojo can't do? Hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, no. I don't. What do you think is going to happen with Keith Lee on the main roster? I reckon he's going to go over Randy Orton at Payback, which would then right. pop him into the WWE Championship title scene. Yeah, that'd be fair. I mean, it's quite uh, essentially Vince McMahon thinks a lot of him. It's going to lead into a Brock Lesnar Keith Lee thing, I think. Hmm. At some point, I reckon I do reckon that Keith Lee will be taking the title at some point, and that's when you'll see Brock Lesnar come back. Hmm. Okay, yeah, because they kind of lay that Easter egg at Royal Rumble. Although, although I'm thinking that Brock Lesnar now that now that Roman Reigns isn't necessarily is is a Paul Heyman guy, I, I'm almost wondering if Brock Lesnar's done. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm wondering if that. Brock- I'm wondering if that prize fight and not well. Curtis actually a hole before Brock Lesnar came back, so it's just filling well, time for Paul Heyman, I guess. Is that what they're do- is that what they're doing? Because I mean, what happens when Brock Lesnar is back and Roman Reigns is back, and they're both on the same title scene? Uh, Brock's on Raw. Roman's on SmackDown. Yeah, but Brock isn't really on Raw. Brock can just go wherever the fuck he wants. It's Brock. So, for me, I'm wondering, um, I mean, and this is just me speculating, but I'm wondering if, if Brock really has not re-signed or, um, you know, WWE kind of thought, 
well, it looks like this lockdown thing's going to happen for a while. We can't really have Brock if he's not in front of a live audience. I am genuinely wondering if WWE are thinking of long term and thinking, well, let's make let's make Roman Reigns the prize fighter. Let's make Roman Reigns the guy who turns up every other, um, you know, every other blue moon and and defends a title and then's never on TV. You know, because it makes Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar makes a sh- makes more money for WWE using that model than anyone else. Why not just grow that guy at home? Why not have a homegrown guy and no longer pay this guy twelve million for four dates a year? If Brock was out, we would know about it by now. But would you? I mean, he's a very private man. You know, people we never know when he's in. We know, we didn't know before Money in the Bank that he was even in the fucking building. That is true. That is true. But if Brock Lesnar was done with WWE, I think they would have made a bit of a big deal out of it. I don't think they would have just silently let him go. Well, I I think they I think they would have made it silently let him go because I think that the attraction with Brock Lesnar and the and what he brings to the WWE is this idea of he could he could appear at any time. You know, do a little dance, um, laugh because he's won the money. In do the a game. little running man. Yeah, um, which I mean, what seeing him laugh um, during the Money in the Bank storyline last year was a massive surprise to me because I thought that Brock Lesnar could only laugh if he was um, watching something slowly bleed to death in a forest. But <laughs> it is one of the, one of those things. Is is um, yeah, I think that's what he. I think. For me, that's that's Brock Lesnar's draw is the fact that he could appear at any time, and we never know. Um, and I think putting Roman Reigns in that same category, or or at least trying to home grow that kind of effect over the course of three, four years, um, could save WWE quite a bit of money in the long run. So I won't be surprised if that's the plan. I know that sounds a bit disappointing to some who will really want to see Roman Reigns, like everyone does. <laughs> As a heel, yeah. As someone that should turn your throat every no. So potentially what you're saying could be a good idea. Yeah. Because then you wouldn't see him as much. And I think that's what people want, to be fair. Yeah. yeah um, I think it is one of those too much of a too much of a good thing. Um or too much of a bland thing. Um kind of situation. So uh, interesting thought. Back to uh, yeah. It is, but we should probably go back to Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we could talk about anything <laughs> we want. We could talk about anything we want. Well, that's it's true. podcast. But Karrion Cross <laughs> now has to separate his shoulder. Yes, he So he's going to be out, what, six months? Tops? Um, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So he's done. So now there's a fatal four-way between Chango Garner to Master Champa which we're meant to never fight again. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Finn Balor yeah. and Adam Cole in a Ironman match on Tuesday. So wait, 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 wait. So I thought this was a fatal four-way. It is. And it's also an Ironman match. And it's what? Tuesday. Yeah. Fatal four-way. First ever fatal four-way Ironman match. Right. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Okay. Sorry. I thought it was. 
I thought I was missing two people from a fatal four way there. Right, so it's an it's an Iron Man match between four competitors. That's 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 an interesting idea. Mm. Um I mean one of the most one of the most important pieces of wrestling storytelling that WWE very rarely actually bell to bell use is the concept of a time limit. Um, which, in my opinion, is one of the things that makes AEW so strong, um, is is their usage of time limits and and New Japan as well. Um, so seeing seeing this concept utilised in that way, I'm I'm actually quite excited for that already. On paper, it should be an amazing match. Yeah, that's fair. The caliber of the talent that's in there. And what they can do, yeah. But wait and see. It's one of those things. I'm excited for the match. Mm. Yeah, Just see what they sense. come out with. Hopefully, it will be an NXT Takeover caliber match. I reckon it. I reckon it could be um, with the four competitors involved. Um, I mean, I'm I'm putting down Finn Balor to win. Okay. Um, I reckon they're going to put it on um, Tommaso Ciampa. No, my reasoning behind that is that um, I reckon I, I reckon that it's going to be a way of making up for the whole universal title separated shoulder thing. Um, I, I, I just well, someone else gets a separated shoulder so he gets the title. <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely, I, I have a feeling that they're working on that basic level over at WWE. So, yeah. <laughs> We're sorry you got injured right. and had to relinquish your title. Here's a new one. Well, it's really so that Moral, it's really so that um, Moral Ronaldo can be like, and it comes full circle, just like a perfect circle, or, or the, another band because all my references are music references. If he's on TV, he hasn't been on TV for Takeover and the uh, show after, so he might not be there. Wade Barrett's. What? Commentating at the moment. Oh yeah, um, with yeah. Vic Reeves. Vic Reeves. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Vic Reeves. <laughs> really want to see be, those fingers? <laughs> that would be brilliant. Shoot, <laughs> Vic shooting, Reeves and Wade Barrett and Beth shooting Reeves. stars <laughs> with would yeah, yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Um, obviously, while we are talking about different commentators, there is the return Wait, of Joseph. Wade Barrett. Um, there is the uh, so Wade Barrett. Do we know what the deal is? Uh, week on week, I guess he's meant to do one thing deal. He's coming back again, so we'll see. See what happens. Is he in? So he's in the US at the moment, is he? Yeah. Hmm. See, I would have assumed that he was in the UK. Um, obviously. Yeah, he was working with. Um, who was he commentating for? A UK promotion, I can't remember the name of them. Yeah, so I mean, um, him, but is he physically there in the uh, in the in the performance center? Yeah. Oh, how they managed that? I didn't think that anyone was going to the US. He must have already been in America when lockdown started. I guess so. I guess so. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah. Well, you know, WWE. Again, would you like to see Wade Barrett in the ring? I would. I I I personally would as well. Um, especially with that sweet beard. That's not sweet in the mind, Rich. That's why <laughs> they call right, me beard. That is why they call you beard. Uh, on this, the beard and bear 
whatever the fuck we feel like talking about, Alan. Um, it is good. <laughs> but, um, Progress Wrestling um, have recently published um, an update in regards to their manifesto. Um, they are um, they now have some very very. Um, hey, Rich. Some, yeah. Before we get into that, mm. can we go for a break? We can indeed go for a break. Excellent. We are going for Sorry, a quick buddy. break. <laughs> Please enjoy, Sorry, enjoy, enjoy the sound of an advert that we recorded well over a year and a half ago. Fantastic. <laughs> hey guys, while we're taking that quick break, um, this is Rich from the future here to quickly update you on a couple of things. Um, we will be um, doing JFabe. Um, a lot more often now that we are back from our hiatus um, and obviously we've sorted out some interesting stuff for our equipment so there's plenty more to come you can of course subscribe to us anywhere where you get podcasts that you can subscribe to we're available on itunes we're available on google podcasts we're available on radio public we're available on stitcher available on uh, available on spotify as jay would usually say we're also on of course um, anchor.fm forward slash jfabe um, please please feel free to review feel free to feedback you can come to come at us on twitter um, obviously there is at jfabe podcast on twitter myself i'm available on twitter as well um, that is at rich jf um, and of course j is or, or is it no no sorry it's at not a time duke and of course j is at I am not a robot, the O's are zeros. Um, you can always get in contact with us, we're more than happy to chat. Um, yeah, um, and now back to the show. Jake, you hear the music? Yeah, you hear that music? Yep, yeah, hearing that music, that is the second half of this episode. Don't know how long it is because I no longer have an on screen timer when I'm recording because we've changed how we are recording this. Um, but yeah, now it's all, all looking. We're looking fairly good over here. So, um, Progress Wrestling recently produced a manifesto in regards to safeguarding practices and similar on the back of the speaking hashtag speaking out um, thing that happened on Twitter. The the horrendous horrendous situation that occurred over um, over June and July um, in order to force us to take a hiatus. Um, it includes um, includes many different facets, large, large documents um, that they have produced, um, taking accountability, empowerment, um, principles about how to protect their staff, how to safeguard their audience. Similar, um, it's quite substantial. Have you had a chance to read any of um, read any of the stuff that they've published since third of August? Um, I've just got the manifesto now. To be fair, mm. um, I mean it's pretty robust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually quite hopeful in regards to this. Um, so it involves stuff about um, referees, um, the need for a valid DBS check for all members of staff, CPR training, mental health as well, mental health. Um, quite important um, in in any any company. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I I'm actually incredibly impressed with um, their response. I mean, they haven't been. They weren't great, kind of under the old regime, especially while all of this stuff was going. On. But uh, 
they, they take into account um, and openly acknowledge the need of um, their contractors to take into consideration um, the CARE Act 2014, Protection Freedoms Act 2012, Mental Capacity Act, Sexual Offences Act, um, Human Rights Act, um, and pretty much put it all in, in black and white. Um, accountability, well-being policies, um, bad practice, definitions of what abuse is, what people can and can't do, including sexual abuse. Um, I mean, they, they, so they go beyond um, rape, indecent exposure, sexual harassment, inappropriate looking or touching, sexual teasing, innuendo, which, to be fair, if we worked for Progress Wrestling, I think I, think I would be sad for the amount of innuendos I've thrown your way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you've got to get your kicks somewhere. Um, sexual photography, subjection to pornography, um, with some sexual... I mean, there's... They, they seem to have really, really gone quite heavily into this. Obviously. Um, have even followed up with Equity, um, who are a... Um, my understanding is a non-profit um, organisation um, based in the UK um, that look out for um, look out for people's rights in the workplace. Um, they, on the 3rd of August, also um, produced a document regards to um, entertainers working in the UK professional wrestling industry um, and how they deserve to be treated as any other working person. Um, they have guidelines on their website now um, with a required pledge um, for all promotions to have a clear, robust dignity at work policy so that complaints of abuse can be addressed in a fair and transparent way, protecting both talent and promotion. Um, transport and accommodation arrangements agreed with talent in advance. Separate private and secure dressing room spaces be provided at every show. Um, paramedics be present at every show, um, and also that an, asso- an associated wrestling school with any promotion provides clear and transparent safeguarding policies. Staff is in. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the referees bit, and it's yeah. quite worrying if the referee doesn't have first aid training, CPR training, or concussion training in the first place. So uh, yeah. very much so. Ordering, so. I mean. The thing is, though, in, a, in, a, in an industry like wrestling, you can imagine um, knowing the state that it was in or, or um, understanding the state that people were telling us it was in um, on the back of these kind of these kind of issues that occurred back in, in June and July. It's understandable that, well, of course, there were referees who, who probably just turned up and had a stripy shirt. Yeah. In some promotions. It's... it's you know, and I can imagine, I can imagine with the whole kind of indie punk rock image that Progress kind of have, I can imagine some of that, some of that probably bled into their practices um, during the Jim Smallman era, era um, and that's obviously no detriment to Jim Smallman. There no accusations against him or anything like that, but I can just see that happening um, in the state of play that things are. So, I mean, what do you think this means for progress? Cause obviously progress are now becoming high profile. They're becoming, um, and they've recently, um, debuted chapter 92 on the WWE network, meaning it's reached, um, the awareness of progress as a project as, as a product has, has reached a much larger global audience. Chapter um, 77, I believe has just dropped as well. Oh, wow. Um, so it seems, I mean, it's obvious WWE are, are, um, cherry picking, some of their um, some of the ones that showcase the best of their their talent on the indies. Um, I mean, Ilja Dragunov comes across very well in chapter seven, ninety six, I believe. Um, 
is it 96 or 92 um but yeah there's the the i mean when you look at the actual cards for those events you can tell why wwe have decided to pick the cards that they've picked <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah it's do you kind of the big highlight the people who are in WWE at the moment? So. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, do you I think it's WXW and ICW mm. as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, do you think though that um, this is a a good? St- is it enough to save progress and to a further extent, if these were taken up across the UK Indies um, as kind of a robust set of? a robust set of rules that people were to adhere to um, and became industry standard, do you think it will be enough to kind of maybe see a resurgence in a cleaner British wrestling product and, and keep it sustainable? Oh, yeah, definitely. They seem to be taking all of the courses necessary to, to make British wrestling what it, what it was before all of this. So it will be even better than it was. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, go on. So more props to... Vicky Haskin, OJMO, and the other two I don't remember for putting this together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think I think I think it's it's a, it's very much a step in the right direction. It's so promising to see um, so many of uh, so many of the lower profile wrestling organisations, um, some of the lesser known pro, um, wrestling organisations such as Progress. No offence to them, um, you know they're huge on the UK scene, but casual wrestling fans may not may not have even heard of them. Um, to see them doing that, and what we um, what I'm really, really hopeful for is a nice industry leader, um, maybe the biggest wrestling company in the world, um, to um, start taking some of these some of these issues seriously. He says, as WWE um, inexplicably hired, uh, well, not even hired, but allowed um, Velveteen Dream to reappear on TV, and it's probably the most frustrating thing of the last kind of six months for me is the fact that WWE have the fact that WWE have taken um, they've taken steps to publicly get rid of Jack Gallagher, um, Travis mm-hmm. Banks um, and all of these people but in the case of Velveteen Dream, somebody who they've invested a lot of money and time into they felt the need to took him under the carpet and then wait until all this Ferrari died down and then just bring him back very, very quietly um, or loudly as it were as a heel, um, just so that there was an explicable reason as to why people would boo him if they ended up going back into arenas anytime soon um, and just pretend nothing ever happened. That's exactly what they do. Exactly yeah. what they do. And it's so fucking frustrating to me as a fan um, that in fact, it's like yeah. Triple H just said, well, well, NXT UK is coming back on, on the 17th of September and it's going to be recorded from uh, BT4 Studio. Yeah. Um, so something he said was part of this is why we started NXT UK in the first place to professionalize, put a system in place where everyone can feel safe and protected and have a working yeah. environment that's exclusive to everybody and an opportunity to do what they do. It's just like, okay, so you started it because of this, but the movement happened way after. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's bullshit, and it is just Triple H doing what he does best. He's paying lip service. And honestly, it is this kind of shit that 
puts me in exactly the same mindset I was in um, kind of eight weeks ago when I said that I just didn't want to do this fucking podcast anymore. And it, it mm. is shit like that. It's shit like that. Um, yeah. If it, they it goes on to say we take allegations very seriously. Oh, fucking you seriously. Can, for, for, for a back to our policy, it's zero tolerance for things. Oh, fuck, fuck you, Triple H. Fuck you, Triple H. You we are, are looking f- into everything. You are looking into everything. Then, then why are you still having one of the people, one of one of your stars, who has been accused of sexually harassing people and grooming people who are underage um, in training in wrestling? Two girls, one boy. Why are you still? Uh, you know what? Fuck this. If he can't he take it, there is. Go on. He goes on to say, "We're looking." We are looking into it. We go from there to see what is legitimate and what is not, what is real, what isn't, and to deal with it accordingly, or and deal with it accordingly. Yeah, like like putting him in a putting him in a five way ladder match for a title. Yeah, that's that's, that's dealing with it fucking with it. accordingly. Yeah, you, you know what? If he can't take it seriously, I can't. I can't take podcasting about it seriously. Fuck this. Like seriously, fuck him. Well, I guess that's our podcast finished. See you, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back to UPR, Universal Public Radio. We now return to the Snarfergie and Life Lockdown special, already in progress. You'll never get away with this gold dust. Oh, blimey, you won't. To the contrary, Mr. McGuinness, I already have. Isn't that right, brother of mine? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Cody. Cody Rhodes is dead. My name is Stardust! Wait, what's that you're holding? Is that a... Oh, yes it is. A continuity drive. Wait, doesn't that mean... Yes, Kenny Omega. It's a non-sequitur field generator. Mr. McGuinness, forgive me for speaking out of turn, but what is this? Oh, Alistair Black. You still there, mate? Well, essentially, it causes continuity from cutaways to bleed into the rest of the universe, it does. Chim chimney. The continuity will get so confusing that the canonical walls of this universe will break down. <laughs> and then can you hear him? He's coming. The return of J-Fabe. Oh, who will save us? Who could save us? Jesse the Body Ventura to all ships. Sound off. Gosh, this is Hangman Page of the Super Ship Party for the Elite. Triple H uh, of the United Entertainment of Planets reporting in. Khan of the Empire reporting in. Kofa Bushi Avalanche reporting in. Now, it's unusual for everybody here to be working together. But you all know what's happened over the last six months. One of the greatest seasons that we've ever had. Lots of different characters, lots of memorable moments. I must admit, he is completely right. Thanks, Lord Alfred Hayes. But it's so hard to keep track of, and that's because of the non-sequitur drive. So I need all ships to concentrate their fire on the continuity field. If this plan works, we'll be able to reset the timeline back to pre-COVID levels. Ready? Fire! What was that? There's a gap forming, can you get through? Cash here, I mean. He's inside the continuity field. I hope that pipe bomb works. It should blow the ship sky high. Setting the timer for one minute. You'll be caught in the anti-continuity explosion. That's okay. 
I'm wearing an Academy adjustment suit. You're a brave man, Taz. What is it you told me? When the bomb goes off, I'll wake up somewhere completely different? Yup. Nothing that happened in Season 3 will be canon. You'll have to think fast. This reality will transpose itself onto the new reality. But everyone else will be back where they were. Including you? Afraid so, partner. It's been a blast. I don't think this could be any better. What do you think, brother of mine? I'm going to start. Enjoy the show, hostages. Forgive me, but what is he doing? <laughs> He's summoning a great evil from beyond the rift. Oh fuck, Jesse and Taz, you better hurry up. Oh, great Fabian in the sky, deliver us. Here I come. Here to take over the universe. Uh, there's no way that I'm going to listen to this guy. I hope these pipe bombs work, Jesse. They should do. They're a new brand, but they've been quite effective in the past. Thank you for using MJF Pipe Bomb. WWE systematically hides and promotes abusers based on their profitability. Have a nice day. No! Taz was caught in the explosion, the field collapsed, and everything that had happened in that last six months, the mythical J-Fabe Season 3, turned to fiction before his very eyes. Moments before he disintegrated into the void of Nun Cannon, Jesse the Body Ventura was heard laughing. Ha ha ha! Now that's good shit! No one knows where Taz is today, but they know his sacrifice kept the J-Fabe universe safe once more, for years to come. And Sarah Koenig Bot, you have been listening to this Snarford in Life on UPR. So that's it. That's a season 3 special. Um, yeah, quite proud of it. Let me know what you think. Uh, that's it. That's, that's what you're offering me. Okay, first off, it says that you disappear. But you're sat right there, on Skype, in front of me, Ira Glassbot. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, um, that was like the cannon readjustment shoot. Um, actually, a few moments ago I was in the explosion and then I woke up here and it's like I've always been here. Um, that's kind of what it does, so I was told. Uh, second of all, what's with all the voices? Like, is that like a normal thing? Oh yeah, yeah, it's kind of our thing. It's what we do. Some would say it's our best feature, to be honest. Okay, but it's happening in the middle of a wrestling show. A podcast, no less, where two guys talk about wrestling. Like, how is anyone supposed to follow all this? Uh, it's really not that hard. All they have to do is listen to the episodes one by one, kind of keep track of them, also listen to all the wrestling talk, and then just kind of work it all out. I mean, how... how <laughs> also, this timeline's really confusing. So, our listeners here at UPN are supposed to follow a timeline that um, goes... Back in time. Yep, back in time. And then yep, forward yep. in time. Yeah, forward in time. Yeah, yeah, one time we, and we, ran, we ran upside down. All of the voices. Yep, all of the voices, yeah. Are the same guy. They're just they're just one guy who's um don't know what you're who's talking just about. talking and don't doing know, voices. Don't know what you're talking about. About wrestlers. 
don't know what you're in talking a sci-fi about. setting. No, no, there are different people, distinct characters. And then you've just done this big season three reveal. Yep. Where you reveal that season three is yep. what all just a dream. Have no, you been no, watching no. Dallas reruns? I no, mean no, that it, doesn't make any sense. It became fiction. What kind of wrestling angle ends like it's all just a dream? Well, in this instance, it's actually all just fiction. But, like, I've seen it used as a literary device before. Um, like, when something, um, when something is uncomfortable, or something doesn't work, or, like, if something shouldn't be happening, like, in the, in the real world, that affects the fiction, then you just kind of say, yeah, dream over, man. Dream over. Just ignore it. You know? Dream over. Just ignore it. Okay, okay. Your idea of a podcast where wrestling talk meets an overarching episodic sci-fi story. Yep. With one guy doing all of the voices. No, no, I just It's fucking that. stupid, Taz. Where? It's stupid. Where? No one would ever make this. Where? No I one would that. ever listen to it. Where? You're overreaching, Where? and surely you saw the problem with this. Well, I'm just there making a podcast, and then all these other characters turn up, and like, so there's like Corey Graves, and there's, um, there's, there's Jesse the Body Ventura, he's, he's like, he's like a hero, and it just kind of happens around me. Um, you know, it's not my fault, it's just the story demands to be told, you know? And so we just, we just pop it in. We don't want you on UPN. This episode will never air. Season three of this Snarflegian life, the Taz and Jesse Ventura incident, will not air. I came up with the name though. You will never have your own podcast, Taz. You fuck you. I'm sorry you wasted both of our time. I'm sorry you wasted your face. <laughs> oh, that's your lecture. I guess we're done. Rupee doo. I'm so sad. Taz, my love, season three may have been the best season ever, and it may have been erased from history due to it being too amazing to comment to tape. You're right, it was the best season ever. Totes, nailed it. But you can't be sad, remember, the story can continue if you just go back to prison at the hand of Mae Young Nebula, which is where you were before all this started, and wait to be rescued, it can all start up again, and you can finally rescue your favorite tag team partner, Jesse the Body Ventura. But I don't know if I have it in me anymore. I'm just so tired of doing all of this. I just want to talk about wrestling. Just want to sit around and talk about wrestling and like we used to, you know? Just hang out. Hang out with my friends. I just, sometimes I wish I'd not gone episodic at all, you know? Just, just kind of said, don't need all these storylines and don't need all of this going on and just talk about wrestling and do funny little sketches with my, with, with my friends. But, I don't know, now I feel like I've overcommitted and I'm kind of fucked. Have you listened to this week's episode of J-Fabe? What do you mean this week's? We live in a time machine, every week is this week. I think there's an opportunity to do just that, sending the details and temporal coordinates to your console. Oh, what? This really happened? Yes, my love. Well, fuck it then. We can do this. Okay. Okay. I think I'm ready. I love you so much. And I you. 
Be me there, Alexia. Thank you. Good luck. Welcome to part three of JFAPE. We've got me, Taz, standing in for Rich, who has decided to no longer do the podcast for the rest of the day. Jay, are you still on the line? Oh, hey, Taz. How's it going? Hey, man. Hey, man. I heard Rich decided to just bail. So, yeah, if you All can't right. take it seriously, I sure as fuck can. I sure as fuck can. So, yeah, I, I think you still got... You was got... quite angry, so... Yeah. yeah, no, I completely understand. So I think we got AEW to, to kind of cover so far. If if if, if Alexa's notes are are ready to ready to go, so. yeah, AEW to do, mate. It's, well, uh, I've I've been yeah. there, man. I've been there. I was actually there. I mean, I, sorry, I'm just going to shut the music. Shut the music. Yeah, there we go. I've, I've, I've shut the music. <laughs> so. So yeah, I've I've been there, man. I've I've actually been on the ground. So it's like you got a real guest here. A real, a real guest there. Um, so while we were recording season what's, three, what's it like backstage, Daz? Oh man, it is so much nicer, so much nicer than WWE. Um, like, 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 like they have, they have like catering and stuff, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, really nice. What about TNA? Uh, is it better than TNA? Um, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, to be honest, though, I've, I've, I've legitimately, I've legitimately um, been like in, I've legitimately been in dumpster fires that have been better than TNA. Like, seriously, like that place. That's what you love, Dixie Carter. So, so me and Dixie have a complicated relationship. Um, I mean, the reason that it's complicated is because, like. Sometimes, like she's a really nice person, and then other times, it's like it's like she couldn't she couldn't tie her own shoelaces if 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 you if you paid her. Like she is she is <laughs> she is the human. <laughs> she is she is she is the human equivalent of of a wet blanket. Um, I I honestly. Yeah, no, and and her cousin, her 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 nephew, Sherry. I mean, that guy. Uh, what the hell is wrong with that guy? I mean, seriously. Um, he said he talks about being the top one percent, like the top one percent of people who are never on fucking TV. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> EC three. <laughs> yeah, whatever his name is. Who who has a name like that? Like seriously. Like seriously, who has a name like that? You need something robust, like like Brian Cage or Taz. Like something good like that. So how, how have you? How uh, or what? What one last question, Taz? How do yeah. you feel about Mike Tanay staring at the screen every time you're talking and then just nodding like a dog all the time? Um, so what? What actually happened with that was that um, Mike. Unfortunately, Mike. Um, Mike. They're making that weird face he did. Where he screwed yeah. It up. So so what we had to do was we had to animate um, Mike Tanay because Mike Tanay um, wasn't available on all the dates that we filmed. So what we instead had to do was we had to animate Mike Tanay um, using a series of PlayStation 2s, um, which is why he may not <laughs> quite look as, as human. As, Please, uh, everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, you, you're, really, you're really peeking beyond the veil here. 
you really, you really, this, that's what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, thanks, thanks for explaining that, man. That was no, you're more than welcome. So, so other than that, how you been enjoying the show, man? I mean, I mean, it's been a lot of hard work. Um, I've been, I've been flitting between the thirty first and uh, the thirty first and the um, and the twenty first century um, over the past six months because obviously I've been doing that. But then I've also been, um, I've also been involved in the Galactic Civil War for the control of some gloves, the control history, um, with two large factions that grew out of WWE and AEW. Um, as you, as you well know, if you've been listening to UPN, which, um, which is where this Snowflurgian life has been, has been reporting the wonderful season three or would have been reporting the wonderful season three. If it wasn't for Ivy Glass, just, just completely saying that, that wasn't going to happen. So I've got no podcast. There's no fucking storyline. Okay. Man, all, all turned into, all turned into fiction, man. So yeah, but but with AEW at least, I mean at least one of my projects is going well. Um, yeah, how you how you find it? Mm. Uh, yeah, AEW is probably one of the best things on TV at the moment for wrestling. Let's face it. Yeah, let's I mean, face it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I I absolutely one hundred percent, one hundred three percent. Um, which um is my Taz Taz guarantee Taz and T. Taz and T, that's like you but, but when you commentate, you, you praise people you don't like, and then you go, I don't like them, and then say, so, well, that was a really good move, and then you say you hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, um, I mean, I, 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 so um, I took some pointers from Chris Jericho on that, um, like, and obviously Jim Rash, very, very much um, a, a, a kind of, you have to get over the talent kind of guy. Um, so that's his thing. Um, he's like, you get over the talent. So I try and get over the talent by, um, by talking about how good the moves are, but also say that they're complete and utter schmucks, but then the majority of people are complete and utter schmucks. You do like the word schmucks, don't you, Taz? I really do. <laughs> Rupee do, they are schmucks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... How are, you, how are you finding the build up to um to the big pay per view the the big old lap? How how are you how are you how are you found the build? How have you found Chris Jericho? I mean that guy, wow, yeah. Um, Orange Cassidy, how how the hell is he that on fire? I've always liked the color orange. I think you have. I think you've uh, been wearing orange for a while, Taz. Um, it's one of my things. Yeah, no, the, the build the build for Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho has been. Fairly fun to watch. Uh, I like how it's one on one, but the mimosa thing, the whole throwing someone into a fat of mimosa, mimosa, whatever it's called, yeah. orange juice and champagne. I, I don't like the concept. Well, from from my time, from my time in for a um, payoff, for a fair um, payoff match, it's a bit poor. From my time in, um, from my time in Little Wanging on Tyne, when I was stuck, um, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I once got stuck in the 1980s um, in the UK. Um, but I believe in the UK, for our UK listeners, it's called Bucks Fizz. I keep uh, game like flashbacks of that. I don't know what that's about. Mm. Mm, that is weird. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, I, I actually, actually, as you know, I was, I was a time duke. Um, oh, I still am a time duke. Um, so I, I, I will find that out for you. I'll find out what's going on with those flashbacks. Um, I mean, it could be, it could be temporal alternate universe, um, calamities kind of, or just converging or, um, could be gas. <laughs> 
excellent. <laughs> so, so I, you see, I think with the Mimosa thing, I think it very much depends on the quality of the match. Like, okay. I think I because the match could surprise you um, itself. I, th- I mean, the joke, obviously, um, from Jericho's perspective, is that he came up with all these great matches like the Elimination Chamber, um, Taboo Tuesday, and um, obviously the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, and then his current idea, which he feels, which his character feels is the best, is actually something absolutely ridiculous and retarded. Um, Did Jericho come with the Elimination Chamber? Are you sure um, about that? Are you I'm sure that, that wasn't a poor Heyman creation? It may, may have been me. <laughs> <laughs> because you were the poor Heyman of AEW. I am the poor Heyman of everything, um, except poor Heyman's house. <laughs> like, I've, I've been told that I can't go in there and pretend I'm Paul Heyman anymore. Sure. Yes. Would you like idea. to hear me do an impression of Paul Heyman? I would. I would. This is, this is Taz doing an impression of Paul Heyman. Hello, good sir. My name is Paul Heyman, reigning and defending nerd. That's, that's, <laughs> that's Taz doing an impression of Paul Heyman. So, practicing a film mirror Taz. every day. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with that. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe what I'm going to do, um, uh, this is, ooh, Windows 7, that's retro. Um, I usually I just use like a neural interface. Um, let's let's. I have Windows say, 10. Um, sure. Uh, and still ooh. things don't work correctly. So, so there you go. Windows 10 was good, but my favorite by far was um, Windows 17. Windows 17 actually. I know 54 was really popular, but Windows 17 for neural interfaces that. Seriously, is one of my favorites. Um, sometimes I travel to the 22nd century just to use that and play pinball. Because <laughs> pinball had a resurgence. Um, so I don't think you need to use Windows 17 for pinball, mate. For what? Pinball. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's yeah, that's the way to go. Like pinball. So, so all out, all out. Let's 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 try the card. There's a all out card. Okay, okay, there we go. There we go. All out twenty twenty card. Twenty twenty. How are you finding twenty twenty? I mean it's quite a year, isn't it? Yeah, what happens in the rest of it, mate? Like because <laughs> this is bullshit. Oh, 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 no, no, no. I failed for this one before. Um when people <laughs> when people in the middle of a year who aren't time travelers ask me a time traveler question. Um, I where's where's my card? Where's my card? Um, I I am afraid I cannot tell you that because if I tell you what happens in the rest of the year, it may cause a divergence incident where bacteria from the void in between alternate dimensions turn gigantic and break into this universe and try and fix the wound. Which, which I believe um, it says here in brackets, um, eat everyone's face. So no, no, I can't. I can't tell you what happens in the rest of that year because the the anomaly, the uh, alarm, uh, anomaly that it will cause, will need cleaning, and the bacteria in the void like to do that. By it's going to eat everyone's, everyone's faces at yeah, the end of twenty twenty in order to clean it. Um, in order to right. clean from me telling you what happens in the rest of the year. So it's I'm no, sorry it's good to know that. It's good to know that the um, bacteria is going to be our faces. But the end of the I can I can say this: stay away from Ben and Jerry's ice cream. 
I can't promise anything. Because I won it. <laughs> because I won it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so um, so here comes the card. Um, so we get um, the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Co Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, The Natural Nightmares, which is Justin Justin Roach and QT Marshall with uh, with Ali. Um, so yeah. Um, Didn't that happen on Dynamite? Uh, yeah, but apparently it's going to happen again. Oh, I look forward to that. Yeah, I, I like I like seeing <laughs> I like seeing Jurassic Express versus versus the Lucha Bros and a third guy. Um, like that that so far is is my favorite repeated match that never seems to fucking stop happening on AEW. Um, and of course the best friends versus anyone. Um, because they fought everyone. Um, so it's good to see them then call back to that. So yeah, I, I have a feeling that's going to be on the pre-show um, insider information and the fact that it is below the um, <coughs> below the twenty-one man battle royal on Wikipedia kind of tells me that it will be. So yeah, interesting. Um, this this twenty-one man Kishino battle royal. What are your thoughts on that? There's any certain amount of people. Yeah, so, so far got... advertised, we got Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage. Of course, he's going to win. Um, Ricky, and if you Rick say Stars. anything, if you say anyone other than those two guys winning, I am going to, um, I'm going to eat your face, and um, or send bacteria <laughs> to eat your face, um, or tell you that your future is bacteria eating your face, and therefore cause a uh, cause a cause causality loop. Um, Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, the Butcher, the Blade, Eddie Kingston, and TBD, whoever TBD is. <laughs> Speed solid. So, <laughs> so you've got five people who are yeah. kind of not in a faction, but together, as Eddie Kingston pointed out, they're not in a faction. They're just friends. Yeah, they're old school. They're old school. They just, they just, they, they go way back. Just jamming it, you know, yeah, just, just getting jamming. on with it. Yeah. yeah. Even though Eddie Kingston's using them, but you know, it's fine. You know, yeah. cool. You know. Ooh, Rich has left his vape here. <laughs> oh, that's much better than smoking. What are you smoking there, Taz? Um, it's, it's glazed donut flavor with cherry. Right. With cherry nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, Rich was saying that it's a good combination, that. Yeah, it mixes the flavors, and it's like, it's like, it's like a cherry donut. Good stuff. So, so yeah. Um, who do you think is going to win? I reckon. I reckon it's definitely Brian Cage. I need some more competitors. I can't. I can't. Oh, well, out of this lot, I would say either Darby Allen. I know you like Darby Allen. He's your favourite. Uh, Darby Allen. He's worse than Corey Graves. I don't know. I don't think he is. <laughs> He's much worse than Corey Graves. Uh, it, I know you. I know you and Curry have some history. I know. I know. I, 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 I don't know why. I don't know why. But I mean, I, well, I kind of know why. He's a bit irritating. Um, he's definitely one of the worst characters to appear on JFave in a while. Um, but yeah, Toby Allen. Um, I don't think he's going to win ever, ever again. Well, it went better than Archer. You'll be out. There'll be something with Lance Archer and Brian Cage taking each other out. So to say, mate, but that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, that's fine because Ricky Starks will still win. 
well, Darby Allen and Ricky Starks cancel each other out. So, out of all of these, I would say Pentagon Jr. You're a bastard and take that back. Could be Brian <laughs> Sure, moving on. Um, Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa. I haven't seen much of Thunder Rosa. I haven't watched much of um, NWA Power at the moment. It's a bit boring. So, <laughs> so what are you, what are your thoughts on this on this whole um, on this whole NWA kind of partnership? It's quite interesting because you can see Nick Adler's coming back into it. If this is the case, at some point. Yeah, Nick's a nice guy. I hear he was a bit of a goof in college. Which college did he go to? Um, I believe he went to one in um, near Old Hunt Stanton. Um, I think it was Norfolk. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You might even show up in the Battle Royal. Insider information there. He might show up in the Battle Royal. Do you know about that, Sans? Um, well, I couldn't possibly say. I thought you were here for insider information, Taz. Can't, uh, can't, <laughs> can't tell you about the future because then, then, then they'll eat your face, man. They'll eat your face. I've told you this. Yeah, see your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, he, if, he, if he does turn up in the battle royal, I would say he'll be winning, so then you can have AW champion versus NWA champion. I mean, that'd be a really good idea. Um, I mean, especially considering that... Okay, um, if that does happen, then MJF's going to win. MJF? Mm. Fucking hate MJF. But um, at this point, yeah, women's champion, I would say Shida will go over the Thunder Rosa. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, one's a bigger show than the other. Um, one of them has all the money, and the other one um, has a bit of a sketchy record in regards to hiring Jim Cornette, who is an absolute noob. Um, so, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, versus Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood, with Tully Blanchard. What are your thoughts on that? Tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Second best tag team versus the third best tag team. Obviously. Well, the build for this story has been going on for like two months now, hasn't it? It's been slowly building. Uh, Hangman Page just screwed the Young Bucks and he's been chucked out of the Elite for doing that. Did so they actually chuck him out? I don't watch YouTube. They I did. Have they did. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was on the, sh- it was, it was on the show. It was, it was there. Oh, yeah. Went to the bar, chucked him out. So... Oh. Teaming with Kenny is going to be awkward as fuck, but Kenny's on another level at the moment. He's going back to the cleaner. He's healing it up like no one's business. What I see coming out of this is Kenny Omega turning on Hamman Page, FTR winning, and Kenny Omega siding with FTR and creating a new four horsemen with Sean Spears. That, I think, would be a really, really good idea. And, um, yeah, they would dirt, certainly be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and I would I would totally think that, that that could work. Kenny going for the title. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega Ooh. going for the title. By that time, he, he may even be facing Brian Cage, who will win. So I'd say that Brian Cage has now become a jobber for the rest of the entirety of AEW. You just shut your mouth. I used to like you. I used to like you, Jay. <laughs> I, I'm off Team Tats, but you, you get some yeah. better people, can't you? You can get some new talent. Fuck Bring you. Them. Fuck you. Use your time machine. Bring them back. Why don't you get your face? 
So, okay. Chris Jericho, Orange Cassidy, who do you think is going to win? It's a Mimosa Mayhem match, Jay. It's a Mimosa Mayhem match. Who do I think is going to win? I, I think Cassidy's going over. I think Jericho is going to firmly put him over and he will be moving into a title soon after it. What is it? Orange Cassidy in the title scene. Yeah. That could be interesting stuff. I, I must admit, I really like Orange Cassidy, but I hate him. How much do you hate him? I hate him enough that I hate him enough that I couldn't even think of an analogy. Which analogy? So he's a sloth, right? He's a bit of a lazy bastard. Um, I must admit, um, like he's a, he's he's. He's nearly as lazy as whoever it was who produced our season three. Um, who produced our season three um, series? Because like wasn't that Chris Jericho? Maybe, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I like I like his gimmick. I like his towels. Um, his towels are really cool because they have his face on, um, and it's always good to rub your junk all over a guy's face. Um, you heard it here. That's something that Taz likes. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel Chris Jericho for this one. I mean, he's got the inner circle. They're not doing anything else. So, you know, they got to do something, right? I guess so. But I'll just put Orange Cassidy back to where he was. That's not putting him over. Well, and this, the whole Orange, thing, this whole Orange, thing is putting him over. But Orange Cassidy's already been put over. Orange Cassidy's already loved. He's beloved. He's he is part, over, over. He is possibly the most over person in the whole of AEW at this stage. But he needs Cage. to win to move into a title scene. But does he need a title? Okay. <laughs> does he need a title? Yes, he does need a title. Right. He's not, right. not really one of those characters that can go through and not hold a title for five years and then when he finally gets it, he'll just bring up the stuff of the title. He needs to strike while the iron's hot with this one. But what, I mean, are you saying that, are you saying that that's because his title run might not be particularly long or? Um, I reckon he would have two to three defences before losing it, yeah. To Brian Cage. No, to, to Jericho. Uh, not Jericho. <laughs> Fucking hate people from Winnipeg. Apart from Kenny. It's all right, Winnipeg. though. I mean, Brian Cage is the STW champion. I mean, he's all right. He's, he's doing well. He just got given a title by you. That's true. It, it, I didn't get... Given a title, he got awarded a title because he deserved it. Because he's a badass motherfucker. Because he's a badass motherfucker. Thank you. You finished my sentence there. Um, but yeah, no, it is because he's a badass, badass motherfucker. And very few people have heard that title. You know, before him, I was considering giving you that title. All right. But I don't think I will. Oh, cheers. Wasn't it you and Sabu that had the title before? Uh yeah yeah me and Shabu um we we did it Shabu is my third favorite tag team partner um my first favorite obviously Jesse Badventure 
Um, and my second is a future version of myself. Excellent. Although he is getting a bit old now. He is getting a bit old now, so I hear. And the grape vine. So, MJF with Wardlow versus John Maxley in a match where the paradigm shift, the paradigm shift, sorry, is banned. What are your thoughts on uh, what is your thoughts on the paradigm shift being banned? I mean, does that count the um, elevated dirty deeds? I would say so because that's still a double underhook DDT. Can't you just use a single hook DDT instead? Because that's not like, banned. Like Raven, yeah, yeah. Could you yeah, even flow? You use an even flow. I would be interested. I mean, here's what here's what I think is going to happen, and this is only speculation, by the way. Um, I haven't actually seen All Out in this universe, um, All Out 2020, and I haven't actually talked to John to bother to find out what the plan is. But how about a reverse spinning paradigm shift? Paradigm shift. <laughs> how would you reverse the double on DDT? Where you you. You'd go from like a dragon, from like a dragon sleep. I, I don't know. It's my idea. I, I'm just an ideas <laughs> guy, G. Like, I, I'm. Would you bring the arms up and then. Yeah. Yeah. You bring them up. Clasp the arms. Like, clasp the arms. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then drop down then, with it easy. Yeah. But you'd elevate it so it so broke MJF's stupid fucking neck. Off the top rope. Off the top rope. Or, or, or just, just off satellite 316. Just, just straight down to the full sail peninsula. Just, just, just turn him into mush. Maybe you can burn up on my entry. I'm going to book it for season five. So if MGF doesn't go over, I would imagine Moxley winning with a submission instead. Yeah, I can see Stone Cold John Moxley winning. Um, Stone Cold John Moxley. Yeah, I think that's going to be the going to be the case because. But then, I don't know because he may end up he may end up losing and then going into a storyline um, with 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 Renee Young um, if 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 she decides to if she decides to sign with us who knows you know she's too busy with a cookbook or have you ever tried her barbecue it's nearly as good as JR's I haven't I haven't I don't have the pleasure. Oh. Well, if JR's barbecue will get you on that toilet for 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 two or three hours, then then hers will do it for six. <laughs> so I am it's talking. <laughs> I am talking. I am talking. It cle- cleans you out so far that by the end of it, you think you're you think it's coming out of your. It's it's like it's bypassed the bowels and the stomach, and what what you're shitting is like the air, the aioli from your lungs, like. At that point, because it's Sounds good. good. Yeah, no, it's it's. I bought it yesterday. Beautiful Reds, stuff. Right. Ooh, you went to Reg. You went to Reg. No, I ordered Reg. You I ordered, ordered it. Oh wow! I could do with some Reg right now. I could totally go to Reg right now. Bacon double cheeseburger. I've got some beef ribs. It's good. Oh, that sounds really good. That sounds really good. Hey. Did you, you and Reg used to go for Reg? Um, used to go for Reg barbecue after WrestleMania, right? That's right. Yeah, 
and also yeah. Royal Rumble and SummerSlam. Do you think it? Do you think it would fuck up with the timeline if I just went into the past and just joined you for it? Nah, it'd be alright. Yeah, like yeah, like what what year would be a good year? Like when when was it the best? I mean, it's not to fuck up the timeline too much. You know, you'd probably just go in two thousand nineteen. That's true. That's what. Hmm. My only concern with doing that is that like um because there's three universes to pick from in 2019 because obviously there's this one um which is technically um a a a side universe from the pocket universe then there's the pocket universe and then there's the original universe and to be honest time Duke rich is a dick (laughs) like that guy seems to think he knows everything about time but you know although i could go and tell him about the future and then something to lead his face I thought you sorted shit out. I thought it was all all sorted now. Well, I've sorted it out with the Clone Rich. Like, Clone Rich is sorted. And Time Dream Rich is sorted with Future Tash. But technically, if if you really, really listen back to our previous episode of JFabe, what you'd actually find is there's still some animosity there between me and Time Dream Rich. Um, In fact, during the Christmas special, um, you'll notice that I, I tried to avoid talking to him at all. That's true, you did. Yeah. I'm looking forward to you two meeting again sometime. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be one of our favorite episodes. Um so we almost did in season three, but then that became fiction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it became fiction. Don't you just hate that? Yeah, yeah, no. It's it's my second time where everything's become fiction. Um, the first time um, that something um, important to me became fiction was when my career became fiction and I had to take up commentary. So I think we kind of, I think we kind of ticked all the boxes here. <laughs> Um, did we want to also look at? Um, did we also want to look at um, ba- backlash? We're gonna do payback. That well. Payback. That's it. Payback. I mean, I mean, this this episode I think has been going on for about six million years. Um, so I don't know if we have time, but payback. Right. <laughs> Are we gonna do it? Yeah. Let's do it All right, right now. Let's, let's quickly preview payback. Let's let's see what's going on. Um, so payback background card. Here we go. Here we go. So Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan versus the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Who's going to win? Tag team match pre-show. The right squad. The right squad. Okay. Big E versus Sheamus. This should be a singles match on the main card. Big E. Big E, excellent. I I reckon yeah, I reckon to a singles run, moving to a kind of title scene. Sheamus mm. is going to become irrelevant again. Again, again, yeah. Like like like, like, like he like he wasn't at some point. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting view. So, um, King Corbin. Um, versus Matt Riddle, who recently ended controversy because um, he may or may not have been sexually assaulting somebody or stalked by somebody. It's really confusing, and I'm glad that I'm fictional um, because it doesn't matter whether I commit libel or not acknowledging it. Um, Jay? 
Who's going to win? King Corbin's going over. King Corbin. Okie dokie. Um, he usually does, um, to be fair. So, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy versus Rey Mysterio and his gigantic son. <laughs> well, I guess he gets his height from his mother. <laughs> I was thinking he got his height from a life-size grasshopper. That guy is huge. Like, seriously. <laughs> I've seen mooses with less height than him. Well, I think going in, going on this one, even though I'm loving Seth Rollins' work at the moment, it's going to be the Mysterios. Uh, they're going to go over. Honestly, if you were writing a traditional wrestling show, Dominic Mysterio should have gone over at SummerSlam, um, and then they shouldn't have had a rematch. But this is WWE, um, which makes about as much sense as the last six months worth of cutaways. So, like, yeah, I, I think Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio are going to get a very tight win from this and then act like they've won the whole feud and then Rey Mysterio is going to go go and find somebody else to beat him up. What, Retribution? Yeah, Retribution. Anybody, really. I mean, a small a small wasp. Um, like, no, literally that's anybody. That's what's going to happen. That will happen. Retribution will, will probably come after Rey Mysterio and Dominic again within the uh, match. Quite personally, oh, I mean, they, they have to appear somewhere um, because obviously retribution, payback, it's the same word. Retribution is a week-by-week week thing. They don't even know who's going to be in it. They have no idea what they're doing with it. Okay. So it's kind of like, an well, WWE have always had problems with anonymity in that they very often like to have anonymous figures but don't want to tell us who they are. So you end up with like GTV or that guy who's the hacker who isn't there anymore or, or Retribution. The hacker that disappeared because probably because Impact has a hacker of their own. Maybe the hacker was from Impact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, insider information there. Telling you all about it. Um, Keith Lee versus um, Randy Orton. You know, I heard on the grapevine that Randy Orton really likes taking turds in bags. He does like shitting in women's bags. He he really does. And men's bags. Kids' he bags. He thinks it's the most hilarious thing ever. Yep, yep. Just bags. Just that bag was devastated. Went inside the bag and got covered in shit. Exactly, exactly. So, Keith Lee to go over, yeah? Excellent, excellent. So, um, Braun Strowman versus one of the Usos versus The Fiend. <laughs> Tamatonga. Uh, I think his name is Joman Reigns. Joman Reigns. Joman Reigns. So Ray Wyatt. Joman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Yep. He he was Roman Reigns, and then he got, and then he relapsed um, and had leukemia, and then became Joe. And now he's a combination of the two. He's Roman Reigns. I got it. I, I got it, Taz. Don't worry. Yeah, but, um, I, I, I it was for your audience. Going to be pinning um, Braun Strowman, which will then lead into a feud with the Fiend of Roman Reigns, taking out Braun Strowman from the mix. Is something going to eat my face? Because that sounds exactly like what I remember happening. I think that's, I think that's definitely going to happen. 
Um, okay, so the nation of domination explodes um, <laughs> with um, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews with um, Shelton Benjamin and his granddad. So the Hurt Business. There we go. That's your name. Yeah. I don't know where the comparison from. I just don't understand it. Uh, versus Apollo Crews. Probably actually Apollo Crews. Uh, Apollo Crews has had some kind of weird run with this. I mean, it's the minority title. I think Rich touched on that in another episode where minorities are a challenge for the US title, which is a bit strange. Um, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's very much a Vince McMahon thing. He's trying to... Um, he's, 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 what's the word? He's, he's, um, completely, um, tone deaf. There we go. There we go. Tone deaf. Yes. But I reckon Bobby Lash is going to come out of this champion. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's okay. He's no Brian Cage, but he's okay. Do you know why? Cedric Alexander's going to join her business. Really? That's my prediction. That's your prediction. And he's going to help Bobby Lashley win. Yep. Going to help Bobby Lashley awesome. win. Then we just need Byron Sexton. We got ourselves a party. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't commentate ever. On to the next match. And of course, they reckon that this may be the um, this may be the main event. Um, Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax going over. Sasha Banks left with no titles. Bailey's fault. Sasha goes after Bailey for a title. I think the um, more important thing. But actually, actually, no, actually, no, actually. Sasha says she's going to get her revenge in the, in the promo. <laughs> that she, that she um, the latest SmackDown. When talking to Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, and she looked at Bailey when she said, "Get her revenge," so she'll probably cost Bailey <laughs> to go after Bailey's SmackDown Women's Championship. That um, that could potentially be the payoff to this entire three-year-long affair. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's certainly been um, it's been harrowing viewing, um, but. What is more harrowing and the most important question is, out of everyone on this roster, who's Nia Jackson who injured this time? Bailey. I would I would say out of everyone there, um she Bailey probably currently has the most drawing power, so that would make sense. It would be it would be it would make sense. Yeah. It would be pretty much Nia Jackson's usual kind of MO. Apparently she's she's been um shouted out backstage for aggressiveness. <laughs> and throwing people in stairs and making them bleed so she's had to switch up her style a little bit okay okay so um yeah i mean there's only one real change she made to needs to make to her style basically what she needs to do is to change her style to um that of a talented wrestler who, who works safely <laughs> that would be good that makes sense yeah yeah no um Especially for somebody who works for um, the second biggest wrestling organization in the world after AEW, of course. Of course. So I think we've. Um, I, hey, Jay, a dream came true. Taz. 
What's that? We, we we're doing podcast together. Oh my god, we did. We did a podcast together. <laughs> we did. Do we do... actually did it? Yes. We, we forgot we, about we that. Did. Oh wow. Um let's 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 find some um let's 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 find the highlights and play them again. <laughs> that that would definitely make this the best five hour podcast we've ever done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um right, let's 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 get a good of um let's get a bit of music um for that. Um here we go. Here we go. Um, that's that's an advert on YouTube. Have, have you noticed how many adverts YouTube has now? All the time. Yeah, it's fucking too many, man. It's fucking too, shut your shit out, Google. Shut it out. I want. I want to get some of those adverts. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. No. It's time to celebrate. We finally made it, guys. We are on episode fifty, sixty, sixty-four. I think. Um. Maybe. I don't know. I stopped counting a while ago. Um, you guys just put out so much content, but um, no, let's, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, this is it. J Fabe, J Fabe's back, guys. We got, we got, we got, we got everybody here. We got the gang. We got J. We got Taz. We we may have Rich. Rich may come back next week. Um, we, we may not. Um, yeah, the only person missing is Jesse by the Venture. Wherever the hell he died, Mark. No. <laughs> we, we, we will find a way to get Jesse by the Venture back. It will happen. But for now, lockdown is slowly winding its way out. Wrestling is slowly winding its way out, and and really, we just need we just need some fun. So we're going to do some fun for a little while on here and then take all the serious sci-fi stuff and maybe do a special with it. Um, take some of the footage that that became fiction and make it reality um, for season three. Uh, season three was such a good season. Did you listen to any of that on Universal Public Radio? Sure. Good. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, the episode where we turned Lord Alfred Hayes into a cat now that <laughs> I definitely want to do a behind the podcast review on that at some point. Um, yeah, because that was. Let me tell you, Lord Alfred Hayes is so approachable when he's a cat, and when he's not, he's slightly homophobic. All oh, right, that's strange. Yeah, no, it's kind of weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that is our episode. Um, Jay, anything to anyone to shout out to? Just Mitch. You know Mitch. Well, you don't know Mitch. You don't know who he is. Oh, I want to shout out to Mitch. Yeah. Mitch has been here yeah, from the beginning. He's always come to our he, podcast. He is, he is OG. He's, he's nearly as OG as me, that guy. Um, so, yeah, shout out to him, um, obviously. Um, yeah, that pretty much, pretty much, pretty much, I think, yeah, no. I, I can't think of anything else to say. Please, please su- feel free to subscribe. Um, you can send myself a message that is at Tangju Taz on Twitter. Um, Jay, you are down as I am not a robot on Twitter. Is that correct? That's right. And the um, O's in robot are zeros. They are. That is that is so much fun. And Rich is um, also there. Um, and I think that pretty much pretty much shows it. Um, this has been covered everything. I think we well, really it have. was it was good good to have these guys. Yeah, no, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed every every single second of this. So yeah, no, happy. 
I think Rich was just a bit pissed about, you know, Triple H and... Triple H being, yeah, yeah, no. Um, to be fair, I recently saved the world with Triple H, and uh, he, he, you can never quite tell um, with him whether he's whether he's one of five different people. Um, like DX Triple H is pretty cool, but then um, like corporate Triple H is a bit of a dick. Um, you know, because he's always doing double speak, and then you got the game Triple H, who thinks he's much better than he is at this stage. Um, and the Cerebral Assassin. The Cerebral Assassin, yeah. I, I haven't seen him assassinate any brains in a while. So, you know, I don't think he's even... I assassinated three brains last night. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, just remember, wherever you go, there I am, Jay. There I am. It's because you're a time traveler. <laughs> it really is. Every week is this week for me. That must be fun. It it really really isn't. <laughs> like, it really makes Bye everybody. Really Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. 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 The show's nearly finished. Seventeen seconds and then it's done. So so see you later, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.